Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Great Love Media. Today's episode of The Great Love Debate is brought to you by Great Love Media, not just the parent of The Great Love Debate, but also now the producer of five fantastic new podcasts from five of your favorite celebrities, specialists, and personalities, each the best, but together even better. That is Great Love Media. And it is also brought to you by our friends at Brooklinen. Brooklinen, simple, beautiful, comfy bedding that makes your whole bed feel like the cool side of the pillow. Brooklinen. These are the best sheets ever. And today's podcast is also brought to you by New School Romance with James Michael Sama. Join James each week as he provides a fun and informative environment where they cover every dating topic under the sun with special guests and some of your favorite celebrities, influencers, real genuine heartfelt dating advice that you can't get anywhere else. Actually, what are we doing here? We can't get it here at Great Love Debate? <laughs> We're just telling jokes here? <laughs> James Sam is one of the most recognized relationship bloggers in the world. New School Romance with James Michael Sama. Subscribe today at iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi again, everyone. It's Brian Howie. Welcome to The Great Love Debate, the world's number one dating and relationship podcast. We are back here in the Beverly Hills studios in, coincidentally, Beverly Hills, California. With me, as always, is the debate team. We have the Emmy award-winning Keiko. Hey, hey. Adam has is sick, so he's quarantined in another room. Adam, can we hear you? What's up? Yeah, Adam, he's sick. He quarantined himself, which is really uh, nice. taking one for the team. Uh, one of the uh, basic tenets of podcasting, or as Keiko says, tenets of podcasting. <laughs> I'm a natural blonde. What she's can a natural I say? blonde from California. Uh, is that you're supposed to keep things evergreen? Meaning, if you're listening to this podcast in 2019, it should sound like we just recorded this morning. Uh, however, I have to make an exception <clears throat> to that today for two reasons. First of all, uh, this episode is dropping on July 24th. 2017. So if you are listening to this on October 3rd, 2018, too bad you should have subscribed earlier. You're missing out on this. And the reason I bring this up is two reasons. First of all, on July 25th, 2017, we are recording uh, an episode of this podcast in Seattle, Washington. And one of the things that we like about this podcast is we always say that when it's done right, it sounds like we're at a dinner party and it sounds like a dinner party that anybody can be invited to. On that note, to listeners, if you are based in the Seattle, Washington area or you want to go there, two listeners are going to get to co-host 
this podcast with me and we're going to do a listener letter episode of the podcast. So if you want to have your say at any of the listener letters that we do about once a month and you're in Seattle and you want to co-host with me, shoot us an email, greatlovedebate at gmail.com and tell us why you think you want to be on the Great Love Debate podcast. Uh, And also send us your listener letters, greatlovedebate at gmail.com and we'll try and get to them. Second point of business that if you're listening to this in uh, January of 2018, too bad. Uh, uh, August 3rd at the Hollywood Improv, we are doing uh, a Great Love Debate show and we have who? Uh, Keiko, who did we just add to the lineup? We have got Tatum O'Neill, mm-hmm. and we also have Nick Vile. Nick Vile, this year's The Bachelor. Yes. He finally got it right. Uh, so either the Great Love Debate is going to uh, help him further along towards marriage or it's going to break off his current relationship. So Nick from The Bachelor, Tatum O'Neill, and a whole bunch of other people, August 3rd at the Hollywood Improv here in Los Angeles. So some of you have already uh, messaged me that you're flying in for it. Uh, it's worth the trip. All right. Getting into our actual show here today. Is that all the business? Of, is that, all, is that the minutes? That's all for now. We went through the minutes of the Great Love Debate. At our live shows and on this podcast, one of the topics that comes up all of the time is the concept of the friend zone. And the way people uh, describe it, it's practically like being a prisoner of war. And uh, (laughs) you're just not escaping it without a whole lot of negotiation and and maybe even getting broken out. Um, So I want to devote a whole podcast to that today to see what we can do to try and explain it, to try and avoid it, and if at all possible, uh, try and get out of it. So I brought in an old friend of mine, and apparently because she's an old friend of mine and we're talking about the friends, I'm never going to get beyond that with her. <laughs> um, she's a star of stage and screen, but most importantly now, she's your ultimate wingman, Samantha Ross. How are you? I'm great. Hi, guys. Thanks for hey, having hey. me. How are you? You look a little frazzled because you were tardy. I was but I'm used to that in Los Angeles as some girls. Yeah, I mean, also coming from Venice Beach, I should have taken a helicopter. Yeah. You know where I came from? Venice Dongo. Beach. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, well, that's we're friends, so there's a ceiling on our relationship, apparently. Yeah, it's, ta- it's, even, it's putting us even further into the friend zone. <laughs> if we could go any deeper, then that's where we'd be. Well, why, the reason I bring this up is... Um, a lot of people say, a lot of dating coaches say, a lot of people say that friendship is the basis for a solid relationship. I think it's the opposite. I think the relationship comes first, and if it's going well, a big part of that turns into friendship. <clears throat> Where do you stand on that? Well, I am so glad we're doing this topic because I, I am a men's dating coach. I, I like to work with men, and um, I get this question a lot. And I get asked, you know, I'm stuck in the friend zone. I'm trapped in the friend zone. I'm in friend zone jail. (laughs) It just escalates with each person. And so it's great that you're doing this topic. So um, I would say like so many things in relationships, which is what makes what we do fun and interesting and precarious is that it's always this dance, right? It is important to have a foundation. And I think more than saying friends, it's about having rapport in the beginning and and compatibility. And I think when you're first starting off getting to know somebody, you know if the chemistry is there. And I think where things start to get complicated is that one of two things is happening. 
there's always the the area where people start off as friends and then oh my god we fell in love right but I think what we does see that happened though it does happen I you hear that once in a while but is that an outlier I I think it's an exception it's not a rule and like I say to a lot of people I coach you know when they're like but what about when X Y and Z happens you know and you and I differ on this all the time but I used to coach with women and women would be like well, my friend slept with her husband on the first date and now they're married. And I'm like, yeah, but she's the exception, not the rule, you know, because you and I always talk about well, that. Well, I mean, that's got as good, that, that's got a better shot of working out than, it means at least you had chemistry. Exactly. But <laughs> the thing that happens today is everything's so casual, right? Everything's no pressure. Everything's, no, let's just hang out. You know, it's it's like in this day and age to kind of thwart yourself from being rejected or putting anything out on the line or having to like be courageous and go after something. People are so quickly to be like, no pressure, no pressure, we'll just hang out. And you're already shooting yourself. Yeah, it's in like the one foot. giant friend zone. Exactly. We put mm-hmm. all of our stuff. The friend zone is bigger than ever because of hangout culture. Yeah, I love that you just said that. It's yeah. like and and everything on you know with the apps are making it even more difficult. The dating apps and I wouldn't I wouldn't lump like Match.com and eHarmony and stuff into that. But I'm talking like Tinder. Uh, Bumble, all those things. It's it's always like, there's always like a little bit of a seediness to it. So in order to counteract that, there's like a, but it's cool. We'll, well just hang out. Well, we'll that, be friends. That's a good point. I mean, people are, are sort of uh, always say things, which is sort of a misnomer, Tinder, Bumble, all them, that they're hookup sites. In a lot of ways, they're friend zone sites because <laughs> he's not picking you up. It's not called a date. We're just going to get to know each other in a casual environment. We're going to have a coffee together. That is friends. Okay? Exactly. So I, I think that, that unless we sort of draw the lines early, and this happens for women too. The, the friend zone, you work with a lot of men, and, and I traditionally hear it from men, but the reason this triggered it in my mind was we did a, a Great Love Debate show in New York City the other night, and a f- girl, a female, had the same situation where she's like, I hang out with a large group of guy friends. I like one of them. They perceive me as one of the fellas, mm. even though she's very cute. And she's and she's like, what do I do now besides just get drunk and humiliate myself? And that's a good <laughs> point. Oh she's like, this is my circle of friends. And if I do anything, they're all gonna laugh at me. They're all gonna turn on me. And so she didn't know how to, and I didn't really have a, a good answer for her. You know, my thing is try and avoid it in the first place. That's a tough one for her, too, because not only does she risk the embarrassment and humiliation and the friend, They're all gonna know. it's the whole friend group <laughs> yeah. right. that, she could, that she could risk. Well, obviously, my advice is, and this is not the best advice for somebody who's already in the situation, but it, it does speak to getting out of the zone, which is do yourself a favor and don't ever get into that space. I uh, Let's I, be proactive. It's like, don't wait until you're 50 pounds overweight to like get a health regimen going. Just don't even go there. Well, this brings up a, a good point of me and you, actually. Because um, <laughs> you can attest to this. I was, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, I was the short, chubby friend in high school. 
And that uh, was such, so when the girls would be like, oh, you're such a good friend, do you think I should go out with Kenny? Yeah. It was such a painful mm, thing yeah. that I never wanted to feel that later in my life. So I would go out of my way, this is the part you can attest to, to kind of be a dick, even to <laughs> the girls I was friends with, because I always wanted to not be that, you're such a nice guy, which is not good, and that's my own insecurity, but I was terrified of that feeling to ever happen again. Right, And um, I was overcompensating by like, there's no way you'll ever call me a good friend because I'm definitely not a good friend, which isn't a good way to go through life either. Right. <laughs> but I would, I would go out of oh, my- Oh, you've uh, grown. Yeah. <laughs> I would go out of my way then, just when somebody would think I was friends or they could have it, I would, I would do something just erratically dicky to yeah. to not and that and I and I didn't even realize it at the time but I'm looking back on that and that was my reaction to I can't if I'm friends with her and she trusts me as a friend there's no chance she's going to be naked well, it's funny too because what you would do is almost like the growing up equivalent of like pulling a girl's pigtails yeah you know, sort of I thought it was impish but it was kind of like asshole it, yeah and even asshole is more a little more Appealing. Gets us riled up more than oh he's my buddy. <laughs> but you you just you That's would do something like interesting. Boys. And here's a tip for the male listeners out there: if you want a woman to start perceiving you as sexual and an op an option, you should use sexual language with her. And you do that. You you'll be like. <laughs> inappropriately or not, you know, you'll always <laughs> nod to like the awareness of a woman's attractiveness. And you know, you'll be like, like, you know, come and make sure you look really pretty because there's gonna be pictures and you're, you know, you might wanna use them and, you'll, and then you'll throw in like, and you always look great, but I'm just saying that. And those little ins, you know, the last button of you always look great, but I just needed to tell you that. It yeah, there's lets a little us know extra. How he sees me a certain way. Oh, he that's... thinks I'm pretty, and and so if you are in the friend zone, that actually sounds smart. Yeah. Oh, good for you, Brian Howie. Yeah. <laughs> but also good for me for noticing it. But it's true. It's like if you are a man and you're stuck in friend zone jail, the thing that you need to immediately stop doing is there's there's three steps to this. You have to stop being her girlfriend. And, and you kind of mm -hmm. got to stop being her shoulder to cry on. And that's a tough thing to, to So how do you stop? So because the problem for these guys is if I stop, I lose all contact with her. So they're almost like, at least I'm hanging around. They want to sort of treat it like sometimes the roadie gets laid. Right. You know, and, and is, so sometimes they say, hang the around house. the band. Yeah, beggars in the house of plenty, scraps at my table. Come on, you're better than that. You you can't just take the seconds. So this is how you stop doing it. You got to be less available. You got to not return. You kind of got to treat her like a guy she's dating would. And look, I'm not, this is, I am not giving you permission to be an asshole to women, but I'm, I'm giving you permission to... Um, reset and the way you do that is you dial back the availability you don't return the calls immediately maybe even you sometimes are at a loss for how to advise her maybe you do know I don't know that's your problem I mean is that it not so harsh <laughs> but like she she 
Gee, Cindy, I don't know. That's a tough one. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. Or oh, look, I had a friend do this. I called him about a boy problem, and he gave me like the lamish, shittiest advice. It was totally <laughs> non-helpful. It was just like, well, you know, it's it'll be cool. You know, just so so <laughs> unhelpful and so uncomforting. And not only. Did I never call him for advice again because I didn't get what I wanted? I was like, huh, does he like me? I actually thought that. Hmm. So, you know, and, and girls, we, we do this too consciously and unconsciously. We have this tendency to kind of treat guys that we're not dating, even guys that we are dating, we treat them like we're, they're our girlfriends and we want to talk to them and get responded to like they're our girlfriends. And then we don't understand why, <laughs> you know, why we're not getting that. So I'd say if you're in that situation, you need to make some boundaries. And that's okay, there's nothing wrong with doing that. And then the other thing you gotta do is start creating attraction. And the way that you do that is by pushing her off balance a little bit in a playful way. You, um, there's a little bit of teasing. There's a little bit of what we were talking about before, throwing in these little, these little carefully chosen sentences that let you know, let her know that you see her in a certain way. And, it, you know, it, it, this is actually a nice way of kind of putting it out there without having to like summon up all your courage and sit her down for the I like you talk, mm. which would take balls. Mm. And if you have those balls, I suggest you do it. But, <laughs> you know, this is a good way to kind of test the waters and see if that chemistry starts to blossom. Because I will tell you this, my boyfriend I'm with now, and have been, and plan to be, we've been together for a long time. We were friends, we worked together. But we weren't such good friends that like... Working together has a chemistry yeah. thing though than if you're just watching Game of Thrones together every Sunday. Totally, and we weren't bros. Like, I, he flirted with me, I knew that he thought I was cute or whatever. But when I say friends, I use the term loosely. It's somebody I knew and we had trust. And there was already comfort. Mm -hmm. And that is a very big difference. That's an excellent point because when I argue the relationship turns into friendship, the things about a good relationship should also be the things about a good friendship. Trust, feel safe, uh, you're honest, you respect each other, all those things. Those are both good things in friendship and a relationship. After, but relationship, putting the relationship before the friendship allows for the chemistry to form, allows for stuff. So there's a difference between him punching you in the shoulder and patting you on the ass. Right. They're both mm -hmm. similar gestures. And guys, don't just walk around and pat girls on the ass. But you know what I mean. <laughs> but him, you know, how he touches you, the elbow is, yeah. this is my buddy. The, I, I've uh, been told that a, a girl likes it if you just casually touch her hair. And you might do, you, Sam's looking at me like, don't ever fucking touch my hair. No, I'm thinking um, about it. Like, 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 if you, you, just, if, if you just uh, did that. Like, if my guy Frank If you just did like, that. Like, like, come like here, Keiko. You have very luminous hair. Keiko has the best hair ever. That if I'm talking to you See, and, and you just um, make it seem like there's something in your hair and I just sort of lightly touch it, yeah. it's a very intimate gesture to put your hands on somebody's head, but you sort of 
make it seem like you're taking a piece of lint and doing her a favor, but it's really getting like, into that. Like you're taking care of them. Let you're me take, move that for you're you. taking Let me help care you of get them. That hair out of your eye. Right. Do that. Take that. That's a good thing. Or she's got an eyelash. They will yes. never know if you have an eyelash, but I'm going to take one off of your cheek, mm. and yeah. it's still mm -hmm. polite. It's not sexual, but it's intimate. It's very true. It's so funny you're saying that because I've been hearing about these like <laughs> casual, intimate gestures. What you're doing, in essence, is creating a little like stolen moment with her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Casual, intimate gestures yes. is a very oh, good I, phrase. I and love stolen moment too. Yeah. That's a really yeah good, like, casual stolen moment, and and it is a little like when you do go in and be like, you have something right here, that like just hold on to the moment like a one mo one second longer than you need to well I, just so it's lingering and and you said something hold the hug one beat extra yeah exactly on the hello when you see each other one at when, when you think you're gonna like oh count one mississippi <laughs> yeah. hold it one extra thing mm -hmm. on the female side for the women who do this the you know what the first sort of oh, this feels weird with the girl experience of my life was, is when my neighbor, she was like three years older, she was like 16 and I was like 13, cut my hair. And it was the way she would touch my head and she would, and you know, I was at boob level on her face. Yeah. And it was like, oh, well, this is the closest a female had ever been to me was when an older teenage girl was cut my hair because right. that was her thing. It is the same sort of thing from the girl to do. By no means should the haircut be sexual, but the way you are touching somebody gently in places that you are not touching your male friends or you're not touching your girlfriends, you're not high-fiving them. So if you go up to him and you're like, let me just fix the collar of your shirt and you, and you get in there and you do that, it is a... It's, it's a positive invasion of space. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like if, if a girl ever asks me to, uh, to put on her necklace or, her, uh, or, or do her dress. Oh, it's you terrifying, mean zip it up. Zip right. it. It's a terrifying thing for a guy. Any guy, even with his girlfriend, with his wife, with just his friend, it is a very delicate gesture that she is trusting you with that anybody could do, that it's not sexual. Does that make sense? So you totally. have to find these moments where you're initiating PG-13 contact. PG contact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's data, there's things in day-to-day -day life that you can do that all of the time yeah. that makes sense, right? Absolutely, because it's like, it goes back to what we're saying. You're trying to get her to see you in a different way. You're trying to get him to see you in a different way. And look, the, th the only difference between friends and intimate partners or lovers is sex. Everything else pretty much is the same. You know, obviously the level of intimacy goes up or how close you are as friends, but that's the thing. The passion is the thing that makes it a different kind of relationship. Well, you're right. When somebody says, I married my best friend, of course you married your best friend, but they didn't start as your best you friend. You married your best friend that you wanted to fuck. <laughs> well, but you did that first, or you turned into best friends. Yeah. A lot, very few people were just buddy-buddy for two years, like in a rom-com, and then yeah. suddenly he, you know, unless you add some just, you know, 90% of the time, if I hear the story of how it happened, one night we were just so drunk and we made out. You know, that, yeah. that's, that's still, so yeah. we're not encouraging alcohol uh, yes. here. But no it, that, that is still because 
What does the alcohol do? It puts you in a state of mind and it changes your perception. And it, and it, a, and it drops your inhibitions. It drops your in, inhibitions. So, you know, do things. The workplace comes up a lot. You brought up that you, you yes. met your, your, I like the way you phrased it, uh, Long-time boyfriend, current boyfriend, and, and future. future boyfriend, or whatever. Or, or it seemed very solid, Keiko, didn't it? <laughs> yes, that was great. <laughs> that was a good description. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and will be, I think you said. If, if After a certain point, it's like boyfriend starts to feel strange. If you're, I know, you're like, there's got to be a bigger label between boyfriend and husband. I know, and after a certain age, you're like, this is just weird. <laughs> I know, because you guys have been dating for a while. And don't let me forget, I do have a tip for women in the friend zone. Okay, but here's a tip for... Uh, women and men in the work zone. Yeah. The work zone is the thing, I like this girl at work, I like this guy at work or whatever. What you have to do is get time with them outside of the workplace. So you, rather than say, would you like to go out with me? You're gonna be like, oh, you know what? A bunch of us are going totally. to uh, happy hour five miles away. You you literally have to take you and them and put your guys in a different space. And whatever. Absolutely. Because if you're just, meeting and flirting at work and you see each other at the cafeteria and whatever, that's a tough environment for anything to percolate up. So you have to, it, rather than asking them out, which could, could be awkward at the workplace, start with asking them to go to a secondary location that yeah. is not work for something that is not this a is date. This is like workplace romance 101. You're, yeah, you gotta get them, you gotta get out of the workplace and into a neutral space. And also you better make sure that you really like this person. I do not advise casual hookups at work. It's usually a recipe for disaster. Both at work and personally. You know it's a recipe for-, for Well, if you gotta keep seeing that person. You know it's a good recipe for hooking up though? What? Brooklyn and Sheets. <laughs> Brooklyn and Sheets. Brooklyn and Sheets. <laughs> Let me tell you about Brooklyn and Sheets. Do I look well rested, Sam Ross? You really do. Because I've been sleeping on Brooklyn and Sheets. Normally I am a person who cannot wait to get out of bed and Brooklyn and sent me some sheets and I, I just cannot get out of bed at all now. You spend a third of your life in your sheets are they taking care of you the way they should be with Brooklyn and you get the high quality sheets and betting you deserve it. A price that won't keep you up at night. Buying great sheets is an easy way to upgrade your life. The right sheets can make or break a good night's sleep and maybe even a good relationship and they'll help you feel better, be more productive and more well rested every single day. Why do Brooklyn and sheets cost so much? The founders of Brooklyn and there was a husband and wife team, Rich and Vicky, and they went on vacation and they stayed in a hotel in Las Vegas and they were like, these are the greatest sheets of all time. They tried to buy them and they were told they were like $2,000. And they were like, this is not what these sheets should cost. So they wanted to figure out a way to bring that quality of sheets affordable to everybody. And that's why they are the fastest growing betting brand in the world because people love those products. Their sheets have over 12,000 five-star reviews. Keiko, how many five-star reviews do we have for the Great Love Debate podcast? Is it less than 12,000? Yes, less and we need more. So be, you listeners should feel very guilty about that. And I'm also gonna give you a perk from Brooklyn and Sheets because this is luxury betting underpriced. You have to try these sheets today. They change my life. Brooklyn and has an exclusive offer just for Great Love Debate listeners. You can get $20 off and free shipping when you use promo code DEBATE at brooklinen.com. And they even ship it in a nice uh, little box. We had Tatum O'Neill on the podcast. She's going to keep her Oscar in a Brooklinen box now because it's so good. <laughs> They're so confident that you'll love your new sheets, Brooklinen, that they offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and lifetime warranty on all their sheets and comforters. There's no reason not to give these sheets a try. That's 60 nights 
I've been sleeping on mine almost 60 nights, and I feel fantastic. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code DEBATE at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code DEBATE. Brooklinen, these really are the best sheets ever. Did, are you sold on the Brooklyn Sheets, Sam Ross? You're in. I know. They're so good. I can't even tell you. $20 off? $20. Are and they the, great? And the, they really are great in the box. They come in so good. Anyway, if you want to get your friend in the Brooklyn With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sheets, let's continue to talk about that. Yes. So, uh, you want to be friends because you want to, the, you know, it's easy sometimes especially if you are in a relationship. You ever heard the phrase like, I love them, I'm just not sure I like them. You know, there's, there's that. There's a lot of couples whose, own, whose relationship consists of sex and fighting. Yeah, and that's I'm a not, whole other debate. I'm not sure they, they like each other. So friendship is a good foundation for every relationship. I think you need to start, exp- if, if there's somebody that you meet and you're mildly attracted to them at the onset, don't join a softball team with them at first. <laughs> uh, explore them in sort of a, and, and then if it doesn't work, you absolutely can transition to friends. What yeah. it's hard to do is go friends, give it a shot, and then go back for friends. Guys out there, if you're like, I'm worried that you'll ruin the friendship, well, you're not happy with the friendship. You feel unsatisfied with the friendship. You like her. So you got to stop thinking you're risking something that you're not happy with anyway. So you do have to put your chips on the table and you do have to go for it at some point. Good point. And, uh, and you, you know. And you have to stop settling. That's just an excuse. What is? I'm worried I'll ruin the friendship. And both men and women do that. And it's like you're just settling and you're not, it's, you just said it perfectly. You, that's not, you're not happy with that anyway. So what are you risking? Yeah, it's an unsatisfying situation. It's almost like. And if the friendship is so good and the friend zone is so strong, well, well, it's, it'll it, risk, it'll. If it's friendship, it'll well, survive. that's the same thing. If you were in a relationship with this person, you wouldn't want to satisf- you know, settle for an unsatisfying relationship. So you're settling for an unsatisfying relationship as a friend. Yeah. Because if you are as, uh, you know, crying yourself to sleep either way because they don't see you in, every di- in any different way, you're gonna have to shake it up and you're gonna have to do it today. Because the other person, there's a chance they're feeling the same way but you're gonna have to find that out anyway. You're gonna have to roll the dice and go all in and do one of these things that we've been talking about. Start with one of these simple gestures. You shouldn't be, and maybe I'm dating myself with this reference, have you seen broadcast news? Oh my God, I love that. I know, but we're we're uh, our millennials. I you're gonna know. have to rent broadcast news. It's his classic. And, and Albert Brooks Albert just Brooks suddenly the, goes. The quintessential. And, and he just starts talking, and he's giving her advice about this guy that she likes, and he goes, "And the fact is, I'm in love with you." You know, he's just like, and I buried the lead, yep. and he just says that, and she's like, "Oh God," because he just threw this big <laughs> meatball in the middle of the table, and she just—it was too much to do it like that. The odds of her being like, oh my God, I love you too, or anybody, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. So. Uh, he just blurted it out in his nervousness. He just blurted it out and it just doesn't work that way. 
So there have to be ways to have that conversation, though, if the, if the gestures aren't working or whatever. Um, he also says it as, as she's like on her way, I'm practically on a date. Uh, pr- on her uh, way. She's like, yeah, he's like with. zipping her to a guy. Yeah, he's like that, yeah, zipping, he's up, like her zipping up her dress. <laughs> and he just had to blurt out in that moment. He's like, what if I'm in love with you? And he did nothing to set her up or even put himself in the light. I think um, it's worth it, too, to go back to this this idea we were touching upon at the beginning about we're all in a huge friend zone. Everything's so casual and pedestrian. And, you know, I had a, I had a friend who was on one of the more exclusive dating apps, Raya. Yeah. And she was, she was seeing this guy. And he was, like, immediately, like, I'm not looking for anything special, blah, 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 hook up this, da, da, da. And... They were having fun, but of course she inevitably was becoming frustrated because he wasn't even being a good friend. And I was like, I'm sorry, what are you getting out of this? And she's like, well, we have a blast and the sex is good and, you know, we might you we might work on this project together and, you know, the friendship possibilities were just overflowing. And I was like, you need another friend in your life mm-hmm. like you need another pair of black pants. I'm like, <laughs> I, I mean, how much time? You, she owns a company. She's a busy girl. She's traveling all the time. She's my best friend. I'm like, you're insane. And I, I mean, I was probably not that harsh, but I was like, do you really need another friend? Like, so why all this? Why all? Why do we do this? Why all this rushing to make it casual and no pressure and I'm a friend? Well, we do it because we're afraid and we don't want to be rejected mm-hmm. and maybe they won't like us back, you know. And hey, to everybody listening, we all feel that way. Mm-hmm. The girl that you might be in love with, who you're in the friend zone with, she's thinking that too about maybe you or other people and, and girls. The guys have the same same fears and we need to stop doing this we need to stop taking the romance out of everything you've got to like put it on the girls line. who say almost all most of my friends are guys or guys like me who say most of my friends are girls are they more likely to end up in the friend zone is that a sort of a predictor of that keiko mm, i don't know if they're more likely I, I really, I don't know. What are, your, what are your thoughts on that, Sam? I would say, speaking from personal experience, I have a lot of male friends, and I, I've never been in the friend zone. <laughs> I, yeah. You're just you're like, I'm not that nice. <laughs> I mean, what I mean by that is I've never liked a guy, and he, I was just like but his buddy. do you know, so let's say that, you have a lot of friends mm. who are guys, you must know some of them want to be more. What do you do about that? You just ignore it? How do you handle that energy? Because that comes up. That's interesting. There's always this point with them in early on in the friendship where it's like, so are we going to have sex? <laughs> <laughs> they don't say it, but you know. You're from New York. You live in L.A. That's a certain type of guy you hang around with. And by the way. 
way, ladies, <laughs> look, here's the thing too, ladies. It's like any one of your guy friends will sleep with you tonight. <laughs> okay, okay so the women want to, okay, how do I make that happen? That's what they want to know. But you want more than that. And that is a surefire way to mess things up. Like if you have feelings for this guy, do not just jump into bed with him without understanding where you both stand. Otherwise you will most likely mess up the friendship. So? So what? So what? Like if you're unsatisfied with the friendship and that is on some level causing you angst and pain because you have the secret longing for them, why not? Because sleeping with them and then going down the slippery slope of like, oh my God, now everything's changed and I feel used and now our friendship is messed up is way worse. I mean, I don't know. You know, <laughs> you know, a lot of what I'm hearing sounds like getting off on the wrong foot is sort of what we have to have to avoid. Is that right? Well, we're trying to stay out of it. I think that's... But a, we yeah. all agree that you stay out of it, you know, be cordial and whatever. But we're trying to be like, how do you get out of it? Or how often does the person know? I've had girls who are friends of mine who, I, of course, they like me. And you have to spend a lot of mental energy pretending, dismissing, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. It's That's not fun do. for either. Yeah. You do that. that. Is what you, you kind do, of don't it's... talk about the elephant in the room and let it, <laughs> and see if it gets sort of takes, takes care of itself. And you know what? Like there's a level of maturity that needs to be involved here. That's it's where like, you if lose it's me. It's clear. Yeah. What? That's where you lose me. Yeah, I don't you're have out that, of I don't have that level That's of maturity. That's why I'm here I'm talking to you. <laughs> You've matured so nicely. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you're dealing with an unrequited love situation and you're just pining after somebody who's your best friend or your friend and you know they don't feel the same way, then that's a deeper issue, <clears throat> sorry, issue in you that needs to be addressed. But those people who tend to end up in the friend zone once are always have it happen over and over and over. So let's what get is into the that. character what, is that? what yeah. is that? I told you my reason for it. Yeah. I told you my reason for it was I wanted to be around them but physically I felt that I was not worthy. I felt inadequate. So the only way that I could get any time with the hot it's almost like you're just trying to stay in the game until hopefully something changes but nothing ever would change. So yeah. so is the mindset of this is better than nothing or if I hang out with her long enough I can I have the stamina to outweigh to wait out all these jerks and eventually you know that's the mindset they're going to come to their senses eventually and see what a good guy I am right you know and sometimes the friend perceives themselves as a much nicer guy than they probably really are and I've said this before. Or maybe that you would even let us see. Well, the women, why the women sometimes are okay with the bad guy and not the nice guy, the women will see the bad guy and think, okay, I've seen the worst, I can deal with this, and let me find the good in him. Mm. When the woman looks at, quote unquote, the nice guy, she doesn't trust it as much. So she's like, the dark side I can't see is much scarier for me. So I don't want to peel that layer off the onion. So that's basically why they don't even get to deeply emotionally involved with the nice guy, Keiko. You know, that's one angle. I think that there's a lot of truth in what you just said, but I also think that you just you just want to know just 
as a woman that you're sexy and that they do like you. And, and with all the talk about what clear communication guys need, I think women need clear communication as well. So if somebody is just being nice, I think they think I'm a friend and I'm going to think... You know, and well, I know, I but that goes back nice, to what but, Sam said. It's the guy, I think we like the bad boys, not because we're seeing the worst in them, but because we know they're sexy. Well, they're that, putting it right out Well, that's, a, that, that's a good point you say that. The difference between the nice guy and the bad boy, the nice guy wants to sleep with you too. The bad guy will tell you he wants exactly. to sleep with you. That's and it. that's a lot less work for her. Exactly. That's <laughs> also that's the, not confusing. The bad guy that we're <laughs> talking very about. Clear. <laughs> we the bad guy often oh, every bad boy has the same quality even if they're different in bad in in different bad in different ways and that is confidence. And that, now we're getting into more of the deeper root of what this is all really about. One of the reasons girls like the bad boy is because they intrinsically meet our need for variety. They're, and you know, it's, people don't like to be tortured and heartbroken and sitting by the phone and crying, but it is this like very instant way of like push and pull and he's 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 he, when he shows up it's incredible but now he's gone and blah 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 and you're what you're doing is having these like emotional needs of variety met by the bad boy whereas the nice guy it's like well he's really it's great but he's just so nice and and I think what that <laughs> really means is a, is like mm -hmm. is a is a flat line and it's it's a consistent scene and what you want is like a little more variety in that experience but what we're really getting into here is a person who has confidence and conducts themselves in their life and their choices and their relationships with confidence, that is a person who tends to not get stuck in the friend zone because hmm. they exude they an, know what they an, want, an, they go for enigmatic it. Enigmatic energy and they go for things and, and they there's always, there's an energy around people who really are confident and not assholes, but they love themselves. They know who they are. Mm -hmm. They conduct their lives in a way that, that commands respect because they have respect for themselves and the people that are in their lives. And that's really intoxicating. How is a female, how's the, I'm the buddy, I watch sports with them, I wear the baseball hat or whatever, how does she uh, uh, exude sexual confidence or she needs to is stop. she watching the game and just and she said like god i'd love to screw tom brady like is that does she turn it into a sexual <laughs> thing while she's watching the game well the first thing she should do is the next time she gets goes to the game she should show up in like a, a short little dress cute shoes and makeup that's number one and if you don't know why should to... I have to change myself? That's I'm, I'm going to hear that. Yeah. Why should I have to change for this? This is, this is who I am. I'm not comfortable in that. So does that mean who you are? If you put on a dress or a skirt, you become a different human being inside? Yeah, I mean, we, are talk, you not we able talk about to Halloween jeans and skirts. We talk about Halloween. You, you know, a lot of people who are the most comfortable can't wait to go to costume parties and Halloween mm -hmm. and and uh, cosplay and all that. Like a lot of the like nerdy girls who don't want to play that go glam. You might have to look at it like it's a costume. 
you and you might have to let another side of you. I mean, if you are normally hanging out with no makeup and jeans and a t-shirt, and you know, and and you want to communicate, I like you. That's a nice, very clear. Again, very clear communication. That's a nice, clear way of indicating. Yeah, it's a step. I know you're uncomfortable with it. Well, it's all uncomfortable. It's a step you're going to have to that's take. That's right. And by the way, what's one of the number one ways to gain confidence, which people ask me? You have to get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. You have to say yes when you want to say no, mm -hmm. and you have to be willing to grow. And, and you know, that's what it all comes down to. You've got to push yourself, and you've got to come up with a way to find that leverage. Now, unfortunately, the way most people work is they wait until they're in enough pain where they can't stand it anymore, and then all of a sudden they've got the leverage to change. Right. And look, you know, Brian, you've known me for years. I'm not an overly um, girly girl. No. I'm I like to wear jeans. You're like and a biker. And, You're like 40% Joan Jett. <laughs> I, but you came in today in a little dress of yeah. some kind. Well, no, I'm actually becoming a little, more embracing more of my feminine well, look energy at you. now. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> but I, you know, I'm not like a girly girl. Like I'm not going to be running around in like little tight skirts and high heels when it's 30 below out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I still exude Sexual, a sexuality and a confidence. I, I think men see me as sexual. I know that they do, and I, and that's part of it. How do you know that they do? Because, you know, one of the many, many gifts that we women possess <laughs> is an intrinsic understanding of how men respond to us. And if you're not tapped into that power, believe me, girls, you do have it. And you know when guys are looking at you and they're responding to you or they're giving you attention. And and here's the thing I want to go back to about the girls who, with the with the guys in the game, right? It's not about changing who you are. It's about interrupting a pattern that's been established. And it's and, about changing how you're perceived. Yeah, that, and that's what I mean. You're interrupting their pattern of perception and you're interrupting your own pattern, which is how you'll grow. And I'm sorry, but putting on a dress, that could not be one of the easiest ways to do oh, it. We're I not telling it. you to go to therapy. You're putting on your Ben Roethlisberger jersey to watch the game. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to, you're not playing for the Steelers. So you're yeah. going to have to treat it the same way where you're going to have to have these guys see you in a different light. And when you turn, sorry, it's still these traditional gender roles that we talk about at ad infinitum on this podcast. The you know sociologically we may have changed, but physiologically we have not changed. And there's a certain way to wire, and they need to be like, you're not one of the guys, nor even though you're confident. Nor should you be. No. You are a girl, so you might have to flash girly stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and you know this gets into another a, a, another awesome topic of 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 um, this idea that. It, you know, one of the reasons that we're running into a lot of problems in relationships is because it's just too equal. Equal everything, uh, yeah, equality. There's no polarity. And when you become too equal, you lose all sexual mm -hmm. um, energy and, and that, that fire that we, polarity this brings. Blurring of the gender roles is very confusing. And the friend zone is part of this. Abs it's a blurring of and, and a There's dilution. no roles. Yeah. There's no. Uh, it dilutes confidence. We're all the same. We're all this. We're all in the same. We're all hanging out. Hangout culture. Nobody's plugging into their power. Hanging culture. Hangout culture yeah. is friend zone culture. Yeah. And so we all. Everybody hates the women, especially. Say, I hate 
hangout culture and the guys ask me to hang out, well then don't do it. Like don't say I'm gonna make it. Make him, be the give guy. him a roadmap to I want to be asked out on a date. So if you're friends with the guy, explain to him that this is the kind of things you like. And if you're the guy, express that I want to take a girl out on a date and hopefully it'll trigger something in her that is like, well, we should hang out like that or we should do, hang out's a bad word. We should try that. Yeah. We should do the, pick activities for your friend Spend that are things time. that you would do on a date. Take her to in something that requires you both to get a little more dressed up. And can't okay? you just say, I would like to take you on a date? Risky. You can and you should. That would terrify me. I would say don't do it until you've laid out a little bit of this trail. People don't even clubs. say that to people that they actually want to take out on <laughs> or a date. Or that they're not even, fr that they're <laughs> not not even friends, friends with. The, I know. I would say don't do it unless you've sort of started to like but if you, lay that trail of breadcrumbs but, we were talking about. But if about. your activity is let's go get some beers and pizza, change it to let's go get some sushi and wine, you're Pattern still doing the same mm -hmm. You know, essentially, it's the same. The environment has changed. The feeling has changed. Uh, somebody said on a, on a prior podcast that sushi feels casual, but with a, a better price point. Yeah. And, and and so it's the same. And sushi involves sharing and communicating and all those kind of things. You absolutely could go do sushi with your friends, but something about it feels a little date-like. It feels sexier. Yeah, I agree. Also, I don't normally recommend this in the early stages of dating. But if you're in the friend zone, going to the movies, just the two of you can be good because it's dark and you can get close to each other. Share one popcorn. One share everything. Share everything. Don't put. Don't have your own stuff. If they have dine-in movie theaters in your town, go to them where you get like the lazy boy recliner <laughs> and you're yeah. just like chilling. It can get cuddly. But girls, here's a tip for you if you're in the friend zone. Good news for ladies is it's a lot easier to get out of the friend zone with guys than it is for guys to get out of it with girls. Yeah. Because but all your you, guy friends want to sleep with you? Well, yeah. Where, part, yeah. One guys, extra button on the top can change guys everything. Are never, <laughs> I'm sorry, but guys are never going into a dynamic with a woman with friendship at the forefront. Am I wrong? I say that all the time. It's not just that we want to sleep with you. We also want to sleep with you. Exactly. So, you know, it's not only that. It's that, yes, we do. And also, I say that at our live shows. Somebody will stand up and say this. I go, does anybody here not want to have sex with her? Yeah. Nobody. They all do. <laughs> See? See your progress? Yeah. And, but girls, if you've got a guy who is, like, treating you like you're just one of the boys, you know, you could do something. Um, you could do something like drop a little hint like when you see him in a t-shirt and be like you know you should not wear that color around me because it's my favorite color and it looks so good on you you know just a little thing oh that's good you know I don't like wear that. that don't wear that shirt around me don't you know what that shirt and compliment, then all of a sudden he's compliment, like compliment compliment yeah. mm -hmm. and compliment in a way that the gay friend wouldn't do it you know because <laughs> yes. those guys have no problem with it but they don't see they know that it's not sexual yeah. with a gay friend but they loved hearing it same way it's like those jeans look fantastic on you yeah whatever it is i've known you like 15 years i don't think i've ever seen you in a dress so look at you <laughs> sam ross all right <laughs> uh, in the interest of time this was great and we're probably gonna have to do another one on this part two because we could go on There's yeah, a lot of layers to yeah. peel on the friend zone in the interest of time when we have somebody for the first time on the podcast we play something called worst date or first date so you have to tell us either the absolute greatest first date you've ever had in your life or the absolute worst date you've ever had in your life. And you have a long, sorted date.
dating history. Ugh. So either or, your choice. The pressure of a first or worst date. Um, okay, I have one of each. Should I choose? Pick one. Worst or worst. The best story. Okay. So this was the best first date. And this is a good story because it speaks to this topic. I, and it speaks to, the, to my boyfriend now, my man friend, my partner, my blah, blah. So he, <laughs> we were friends. And we finally got, went out. And he came to my house and he picked me up and took me to dinner. And to be honest with you, I did not totally see him in this light. I thought he was cute, but I wasn't like, oh my God, you know, Brad Pitt's coming to pick me up. <laughs> and I was also seeing other people and my attention wasn't totally on this. So he picks me up and I had very low expectations. I was like, whatever, we'll go out, we'll have some fun. Takes me to dinner and very quickly, I started to realize not only was I having a great time, but I felt so great about myself with this person. I was, I laughed the entire time and he was affectionate with me in a way that I really liked. Like he would touch my knee and sort of, and, and give it like a nice little squeeze, stuff like that. And I, he made me feel so relaxed and so comfortable. And I loved so much how I felt with, when I was with him. It completely threw me off guard. And I was like, whoa, I was so impressed. And it seemed completely effortless on his part. I don't, I don't, I never asked him, you know. He's not that kind of guy who seems to sweat stuff. He has a quiet confidence. And then all of a sudden I saw this person in a different way. And I did have to like beat him out of my house with a stick the first night. Yeah. But, <laughs> but come back tomorrow. Come same back time. tomorrow. <laughs> I don't see that until the third day. No, date. that's good. The the non-sexual intimate touching, we talked about that earlier. On the knee, I like this spot right here, whatever that is on the back of the knee. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? And, you know, there was, he could have easily kind of played it safe and been like more friends. Like, let's meet at the place, or what? He wasn't. Well, he was like, that's I'm thinking of a place to take you. Moral of the what story. What should I pick you up? Nice. And we had right. the friendshipy stuff to kind of giggle about, because wasn't it funny we were now going to do this? But it was. I was being taken on Moral the of the story, ladies, let us pick you up. We are not any more dangerous than we were 30 years ago. Once we have your phone number, we absolutely can find out where you live anyway. Yeah. When the guy picks you up, he kicks into a chivalrous mode. He's got a chance to show up with flowers. He's, he's going to take, I'm going to take care of you. And all the women come to our shows are like, I'm just not comfortable with it. Too bad, okay? You're gonna have to learn, you've watched too many Lifetime movies. You're gonna have to let us pick you up now <laughs> because meeting up and hanging out is part of the whole friend zone. This was good, uh, Sam Ross. Where can everybody find you to get more of your wisdom? Well, please do check out my website, samanthaross.com, and also um, you can get links to my programs for your ultimate wingman there. And on the site, there's lots of free, helpful information for guys and girls. It's mainly for men, but ladies, I think you'd, you'd get some worthwhile things out of it too, so please do check you, it do out. Do you teach the guys you were wingmanning to hit on you? Do they want to? <laughs> You're like, silly boys, no shot. No. <laughs> <laughs>
downplay. You are not ready. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I do love to hear from people. So send me questions th via email and, and let me know what you're struggling with. And thanks so much for having me, guys. This was a blast. All right, Great Sam Ross. Uh, as far as us, as always, like, share, subscribe, and review this podcast. Some of you are getting much better uh, at it, but as I've said many times, if you come up to me at one of our live shows and say you love uh, the podcast, I don't want to hear from you until you've already clicked five stars and reviewed it, okay? So that's your rule. You want to say hi, do that. As for our live tour schedules, we've got upcoming shows in New York, as I mentioned at the top of this podcast, Hollywood, California, August 3rd, Seattle, Dallas, where are we going, Keiko? A lot of places, right? San Diego, we're trying to add you. There's just a lot of cities. Go to our live tour schedule at greatlovedebate.com because, as always, at the Great Love Debate. We never stop making love. See you next time.